Welcome to tonight's broadcast of Come and Be Healed. I'm Lisa Boldo, and it's such an honor and a pleasure to be with you, as always, right? Every every Thursday night or wherever, whenever I can jump on live, but it's always so wonderful to see you. So in this broadcast, the Lord has put it on my heart to speak about discouragement. So many people are feeling discouraged right now because of all of the things that are happening in the world right now. You know, for some people, it might be work-related or maybe there's no work, you know, so so that's um, causing discouragement. For others, it's health-related. For others, it's, um, you know, maybe it's relationships. So just this word discouragement, the Lord put it on my heart and I am going to give you the word of God tonight and then I'm going to minister healing to you. But, and I see you guys jumping on, so welcome, welcome. Um, it's just, it's always so wonderful to see you. And I see the names just starting to come, but I, I but it's saying that there's a lot more uh, who have joined. So welcome, and I know some of you, and it's just, and some of you, I see the names regularly. So anyway, and some are brand new. So welcome, everyone. Welcome to this broadcast. So as I was saying, the Lord put it on my heart to speak on this topic of discouragement. The Lord never wants us to be discouraged. He doesn't want you to be discouraged. In fact, he wants you to put your trust in him. So I'm going to give you the word tonight, as I was saying, and then I'm gonna minister healing to you. But the Lord has me, um, listen, the Lord confirms his word, not mine. And I just ask, Lord, let me be your mouthpiece and let the people just hear you and see you, Lord. And I just thank you right now, Lord, for every heart that will receive this message tonight and who will, that will result in victory from applying what is sown in your heart. So again, God bless you and welcome. So the first scripture I want to, that the Lord put on my heart is Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6. And many of you know this, right? The Lord doesn't want you to be discouraged. He wants you to just Put your trust in him. And Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, right? Don't lean on your own understanding, but acknowledge him. Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and he will make your path straight or he will direct your path. Glory to God. I love that scripture. I love it. I love the whole word of God, but I'm just saying. So, and just remember, if you belong to God, if Jesus Christ is already your Lord and Savior, then God has already sent the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of His Son, to live in you, Galatians 4, 6 says. Glory to God, right? And you can read that for yourself, and I highly encourage it, Galatians 4, 6. Okay, the Holy Spirit is called the Comforter, right? And 2 Corinthians 7, 6 says, that God encourages those who are discouraged. That's awesome, right? So if you're if you're feeling discouraged, you know what? Here you go. Next one, Psalm forty six ten. Be still and know that I am God. Woo! Right? Be still and know that He is God. Psalm forty six ten. Be still and you know what? That's just it. Sometimes when you're feeling discouraged, you have to keep in mind right? If you're discouraged, that means your peace is disturbed. 
That means that you've moved out of living on supernatural lines to living in the natural, right? If your peace is disturbed, because Jesus said, I leave you my peace, not the peace that the world gives, but my peace, right? So he's the prince of peace. So if you have his peace and you get still, sometimes you have to just get still and remember he is God. Not only that, but he's not far away out there somewhere. If you are, if you belong to Christ, he's literally in you. Glory to God. The Prince of Peace lives in you. We know that Jesus, right? The Prince of Peace in the physical, he is in heaven. He has a body. He is flesh and, and blood, uh, f- flesh and bone now, not flesh and blood, right? He shed all of his blood for you and me, but he has a physical body and he is seated at the right hand of God, the father in heaven, but the Holy Spirit is who is his representative is at work in every believer on the earth today. That's awesome. Okay. So Exodus 14, 14 says, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Mm, I love it. That's Exodus 14, 14. Okay, Proverbs 30, verse 5. I say this all the time. The Lord is a shield to those who trust him. Capital S. Just think of a big shield, right? The Lord is a shield to those who trust him. And I love, you know, just even being in my car driving and I'm just saying, Lord, thank you that you are a shield to me because I trust you. Or I'm walking around my kitchen or I don't know, it just... Anytime that you feel discouraged, listen, sometimes we can all get into that place where we start letting our minds go there. No, you got to snap out of it and say, listen, you can't fight thoughts with thoughts. You fight thoughts out loud with words. So you have to say, you would need to break that by saying, no, Lord, I trust you. Because if you're discouraged, it just means that your thoughts are focused on external things. It's focused on... um, I mean, and we live in this world, right? Oh, and the craziness that's going on in the world right now. I am, you know what? The Lord, through some friends of mine who also hear from the Lord, the Lord said, don't get involved in civilian affairs. You are not of that kingdom. And I was like, whoa. And you know who you are, who, um, and one of my friends who this came through, well, there were three of us on a call and one of my friends is on this broadcast right now watching. And so that was awesome, you know? And so in any event, okay. So Psalm 25, three and Romans 10, 11, both say those who trust in the Lord will never be put to shame. You will never be ashamed if you put your trust in the Lord, okay? Listen, this is just coming to me. People will come at you. Doctors may come at you and say, what are you doing? Are you nuts? Are you in denial? Oh, you're in denial. You're crazy. You know what? Stay on the word. I'm telling you, you will have the victory. Okay. Jesus said in John 14, 25 to 27, I love this. All this I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the advocate, right? The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have told you. Mm. Okay, well, how are you going to know what Jesus has told you? Read the word and hear the word, right? Faith comes by hearing. 
the word of God, what the Holy Spirit has to say. Mm. And we know that the Bible is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Yes, men wrote it inspired by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. Okay, so again, Jesus said, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have told you. Then he said, the very next verse, he said, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. I do not give you as the world gives. Mm. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Glory to God. You know, Jesus said he would never leave us or forsake us. And it's the truth because of Christ in you. If you've got, if Jesus is your Lord, you've already been sealed with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is never leaving you. Christ will never leave you or forsake you. Okay, got to give you the word. John 14, 15 through 18, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments Two, Love God, love people. Love God, love people. You know, we really need to be reminded of this in this time that we are living in right now. Right now. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, forever. The spirit of truth, right? That's the Holy Spirit whom the world cannot receive because it neither neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. Mm, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Now remember, after Jesus went to the cross, right? Now he's seated at the right hand of God. So this is the time that Jesus was speaking of that now he's in us. The Holy Spirit is literally in you. Praise God. And then he said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. You know, you have so much available to you as a child of God. You just need to know what is available to you. I mean, think about it. You are a joint heir joint heir, sibling with Jesus. Yes, he's your older brother. He is your savior. He is your Lord. He is everything. But you are a joint heir with him. He gave you every, you know, everything that he paid for that he had now belongs to us as believers. Why don't we walk in it fully, fully? Jesus didn't let the atmosphere of the world get in him. He changed the atmosphere wherever he went. And that is what you and I need to do as believers. And listen, sometimes I really think about think about the fact that Jesus was the only one, the only one who really knew God, right? And yes, he was part God, but he was, you know, put aside his divinity here on the earth. And he was in constant communion with the Father. But think about it. He's the only one that understood, really understood. Imagine him trying to even make the, the disciples and the apostles really understand, right? They walked with him for three years and still didn't get it, right? I'm just saying. So, and here we've got many, many believers on the earth. So we're, we're not even alone in that way. Glory to God, right? We've got like-minded people and um, other believers that we can, um, you know, um, just speak with who understand the things of God as well. Okay, I don't want to go off on another I mean, on a tangent here. Okay, Jesus said in John 14, 12, truly, 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 and he never lied, right? And he still felt the need to say truly, truly, truly. He said, whoever believes in me, 
the same works that I do, he will do, right? Those who believe in me, the same works that I do, they will do, right? You will do, I will do. He said, and even greater works than these because I go to be with the Father. Mm, glory to God. Okay, so talking about what you have available to you and especially, well, not especially, but in all circumstances, but healing, right? So many people feel defeated when it comes to healing. Okay, you have authority over all the power of the devil, Jesus said so. You know, this the two scriptures that I really feel like, and this is just coming to me, and I didn't even write down Mark eleven twenty three tonight, but that is the like the ultimate scripture on authority, right? Mark eleven twenty three, and then Mark eleven twenty four. That whatever you pray, whatever you ask the Father for, believe that you have received it, and you'll have it, right? Meaning, and and it's, of course it's got to be according to God's will, but. And, and that's not to say, does God want you well? Does God not want you well? Jesus already paid the price. That's not even a, a, a proper question. Of course, God wants you well, right? Jesus paid the price for you to be absolutely 100% made whole in this life. How do we know that? Because Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil and who had any and every kind of sickness and the apostles did the same and the disciples did the same and other people did the same. It'll just read in the book of Acts, right? Philip, who was not one of the 12, also did many miracles. Stephen did miracles. So what I'm saying is believers, Jesus said this is for believers that would come after the apostles. He said, make sure that you teach everything that I've commanded you right? This is for you and me today. God wouldn't have sent the spirit of his son to live in you and me if he didn't want us to represent Jesus and do the works that Jesus did, right? So what's it going to take? It's going to take literally meditating on the word of God, read the word of God. And I'm not talking about, you know, just a devotional, you know, 15 minutes or an hour in the morning. That's wonderful. However, that means the rest of your day, you know, you, you feel like once that hour's up or that 15 minutes is up, you're done. And then you just go about your day and, you know, whatever until the next 24 hours later. That is, you'll never walk in victory that way. That is not how to walk in victory. When the Bible says pray without ceasing, listen, you can't be shut up in a room 24 hours a day praying every day. God knows that. Jesus didn't do that, right? Yet Jesus was in constant fellowship and communion with the Father, all day, every day. That's how you and I are supposed to be. All day, every day. Yes, did he go up on a mountain to pray all night sometimes? Yeah. Did he, you know, but I'm just saying it's, and, and I'm sure he did as the Holy Spirit led. But my point is, you, as you go, you're talking with the Lord all day long. I know that's what I do, right? I don't have um, a prayer life like a lot of other people maybe do. And I, I don't even really know what other people do, but sometimes someone, someone might just tell me what they do. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's nice. That's great. Listen, it's individual. However you, you want to be with the Lord, he looks at the heart. But what I'm saying is if you want to walk victoriously on this earth, you need to be, <laughs> Chi-Chi's funny. Hi, Chi-Chi. Um, you need to, you know, just be in communion with the Lord all day long. You know, you're doing your task at hand. At least this is what I do. I might be working on something 
And sometimes I'm just like, oh, Lord, give me wisdom on this. Lord, how do I, you know, word this or how do I, you know, whatever. Oh, Lord, what do you want me to do? Anytime when I'm putting my makeup on, I'm constantly talking with the Lord. Even if I'm listening to music that I like, it's just the Lord is always right there. When I'm doing dishes in the morning, right? Or, or any, you know, whenever I'm doing dishes, I'm always thinking of the Lord. Always, right? Someone said exactly right, Karen. So that's what I'm saying. That's what it means really to pray without ceasing. It's just you're, you're in communion, you're fellowshipping with God all day long. That's awesome. And guess what? As you do that, your mind is, um, um, it's just going to be more sharp. Pray in the spirit. A lot of times when I'm driving or I'm walking, I'm praying in the spirit before I go into a store. It just, I don't, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's not even conscious. It just, it's just what happens, you know? So, and listen, if you're feeling discouraged, okay, I got to get back to discouragement. Thank you, Lord. Think about what you're thinking about because it could be that somewhere you came into agreement with the enemy. Instead of taking authority over a situation, you may have come into agreement with a situation, all right? You may partner with fear. And that's the last thing you want to do. In John 14, 30 and 31 in the Amplified, and I talk about this a lot, right? Jesus said, the devil has no power over me because there's nothing he can use against me. There's no agreement with him. He said, but so the world knows that I love my father. I always act in agreement with my father. Do we want the world to know that we love Jesus? Then let's always seek to be in agreement with Jesus. How are you going to do that? You've got to know what the word says. And it's not complicated. It just, you just need to know what the word says. Okay, so what you want to do is make the Holy Spirit literally He's your unseen partner, right? The world can't see him. You can't even see him, but you know he's there. Make him your partner in everything that you do. Make him your partner. You know, ask him to instruct you. If you're struggling in the areas of relationships or health or finances, ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you know, Get in the word. Every single answer that you need, I promise you, it's in the word of God. And look in the New Testament. Read the New Testament because we are New Testament believers. This is, that's the time that we live in now because Jesus already went to the cross. We have that new and better covenant made literally in Jesus's blood, right? That's why all of these things are available to us and all you have to do, start reading. Read the Gospels, but just remember in the Gospels, Jesus hadn't gone to be with the Father yet, except at the very end, right? And then read Acts. And then read from Acts on, because this is where we live, and it's where it's it's how we're supposed to live our lives today. Glory to God. And if you want the greatest healing books, the four Gospels, <laughs> period, right? And so ask the Holy Spirit to instruct you, but you have to know the word because the devil comes as an angel of light and he may say something to you that you start reasoning it and then you're like, oh, well, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, I have a right to feel that way. And then next, unknowingly, boom, you've partnered with him and now you open the door for him, the enemy, to come in and wreak havoc. Instead of knowing what the word of God says, listen, 
pay attention to peace because sometimes something might make total sense to you, but it's the enemy speaking, but you don't have peace about it. That is a golden nugget right there. Colossians 3.15, let peace rule in your heart. Let peace be the determining factor. Let peace rule and reign. It has to be the one to say yes or no, right? Just like an umpire, let peace be your umpire in every situation. Peace, you gotta let peace either, you know, call the strike or, or call the ball, whatever. You know what I mean? Like an umpire does. Those thoughts that come to you, you're either gonna keep them or you're gonna reject them. But you have authority and the way you use your authority is you've gotta speak because your words are your sword of the spirit. Your words are your weapon that will bam, kill. You want to kill a virus? You want to kill cancer? You do it with your words and you mean it with all your heart. And you don't even accept any other option. There is no other option. When Jesus spoke, right? Be healed. Was there any other option? Nope. And that's how it needs to be for you and me. Oh my gosh, the Holy Spirit. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. Tell you what, I'm feeling, and, and not because you need to feel the Holy Ghost, but the presence of God is very strong in this place right now and with you. Glory to God. Okay. Peace, peace, peace. Be quick to forgive. Don't hold any offenses toward anyone because if you do, you will not walk in the full measure of God's spirit. Think about this too with everything that's going on in the world today and every opinion, you know, there's this opinion, there's that opinion, and then there's the word of God, which is truth. No matter what anyone says, you stay on truth, the truth of God's word, period, okay? And you know what? The Lord said, don't get involved in civilian affairs. You're not of that kingdom because here's the thing. If you try to speak to the world, what did they do to Jesus? They rejected him. They're not going to understand because they, they don't have the spirit of God. You know something? And if someone claims to be a Christian or a believer, uh, when I say Christian, you know, Christ in you, a follower of Christ, that's what makes you a Christian is Christ in you, right? Not just because you say you're a Christian, all right? So, my point is, is if someone claims that they do have Christ, but they're acting totally contrary, you know something? You pray for the Holy Spirit to convict them. You don't need to argue with them. You don't need to, you know, if, you, if, if they're civil enough where you can have a conversation, then you speak the truth. You speak the word. Just speak the scripture and then shut your mouth. God, let God do the convicting because the Holy Ghost will convict. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Mm. And just remember too, <laughs> back to relationships, right? If you're struggling relationships, make sure you guard your heart and hold your peace, right? Hold your mouth, hold your mouth. Because again, words have power. And sometimes you'll say something and then no matter how much you say you're sorry, they may still be holding some kind of, you know, whatever. Listen, if you say you're sorry and you mean it, then God has forgiven you. I mean, God, God's not holding it against you anyway, but the devil legally doesn't have anything to use against you in that, okay? You keep your heart clean. 
before the Lord. Keep your conscience clean. Don't violate your conscience. Keep your conscience clean. Be quick to forgive. Don't hold offenses because if you do, you will not be able to walk in the fullness of God's spirit. You won't. And the devil will have something he can use against you and you will be stuck and powerless. Okay? So if you're, if you're not seeing breakthrough in a certain area, ask the Holy Spirit to show you. He will show you. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in tongues. Hopefully you, you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And because when you pray in tongues, the devil doesn't know what you're saying. That's straight. You and God and actually the Holy Spirit. The Word says that the Holy Spirit is the one praying through you and praying his perfect will. And then you ask the Lord as you're praying the Spirit, Lord, give me the interpretation. Show me what it, what it is that you want to say to me. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will show you. Okay, so remember, Christians, you know, believers, we miss the mark. Sometimes we we hurt people unintentionally. And then there's people that, you know, don't know what they're doing and they do hurt people intentionally. But let me just tell you this. Peter denied Jesus. That would seem like the ultimate betrayal, right? But what did Jesus do? He forgave Peter and he restored Peter, the word says. He restored him. Just imagine if you had been in Peter's shoes. Oh my goodness, you would never be able to forgive yourself. And I'm sure that's how exactly how Peter felt, right? Unless Jesus restored you. And he is the restorer of all things. Praise God. Okay, so if you've been holding unforgiveness against yourself, forgive yourself because Jesus has already forgiven you. Okay? Mm. And if he's forgiven you, who are you? not to forgive yourself. That would be pride, okay? And you don't want any agreement with the devil. You have authority over him. Use it, right? Okay, so now I am going to minister healing to you. And first, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, let's do that right now. Just repeat after me, mean it with your whole heart, and just say, Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me. I am sorry for my sins, and I ask you to forgive me. I know that God the Father raised you on the third day after you went to the cross and paid for my sins in full. Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart now. Teach me your ways. Be my Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. Say, thank you, Jesus. I receive you now. Woo! And you know what? Saying, I receive what you did at the cross for me. You not only paid for my sins, but you paid with your own blood, with your own life for me to be healed and made whole. <sighs> thank you, Jesus. You know what? That was the great exchange. His life for your life. He took all of your sins and my sins and gave us his life. Oh my gosh, the Holy Spirit in us to perfect us. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Now, if you've been struggling with discouragement or you've been struggling, you know, in any area and you believe that you may have been in agreement with the enemy, it could very well be that you've been in agreement and this is why all this havoc is going on and you're, you know, maybe you try to take authority, but listen, here's, this is very important. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
You know what? Repentance is so important. And here's why. God has just dropped this in my spirit. Because when you are praying or you're trying to take authority, but you know that you have violated your conscience, you are not going to have, you're not going to be confident in God's ability to come through for you. This is just, oh, wow. Thank you, Lord. And, and so it's a hindrance. But if you repent and mean it with your whole heart, now you know that you've been forgiven because God's already forgiven you. He's not even holding sin against you. But you want to repent and, and confess it so that the enemy legally has to take his hands off of you, right? The Holy Spirit is our advocate. Jesus is our mediator. Everything is like legal, you know, the laws of God. He's written his law the law of the spirit in our hearts now as believers, right? So you you want to get rid of anything that's violated your conscience by repenting of it. Now the enemy takes his hands off. Now you take authority over whatever that situation is and you praise God. You praise God and you thank him. You fill that place. Okay, let's do this. I hope that you guys are getting this. This is powerful, really powerful. Okay, so just repeat after me. Mean it with your whole heart. And just if you've, you know, been in agreement somewhere, we want to repent for that. So just say, Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, I am sorry for having come into agreement with anything and any spirit that is not of you. Lord, I thank you right now that you've already forgiven me. And I thank you right now, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Guess what? Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Okay, now, if you have prayed that now, I'm going to just take authority so right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, right now, I speak to every cell of your body. This is for healing. Right now, in the name of Jesus, any cancer right now, I speak to you, cancer, and I curse the seed and the root of every cancer cell in your body right now, and I command it to shrivel up and Die at the roots right now in Jesus' name. And I speak health, every cell of your body to be made healthy and whole right now. Just restore perfect cells, perfect, perfect cells. I command your body to be made whole right now and your mind in Jesus' name, I curse the spirit of fear. I command the spirit of fear and anxiety and any and every unclean spirit, any spirit of infirmity, I command you to go. Leave now in Jesus' name. I command any and all blood disease, be healed and made whole right now in Jesus' name. And I speak the peace of Jesus Christ right now to your heart and mind to overflowing right now, in Jesus' name, right now. And right now, I speak to even your pets. If you've got a cat, right now I'm speaking to people with cats. Right now, I speak life to your cat right now. In Jesus' name, I curse the seed and the root of any disease, inflammation, 
any and any and every unclean spirit. Leave that cat now in Jesus' name and be made whole. And be made whole. Dogs, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Jesus, that you love our pets. You've given them to us as gifts. Oh, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I speak to every every person right now that you have a dog that's been sick. I speak health and I speak life to your dog right now. I command any spirit of infirmity out of your dog right now. Any and every unclean spirit out now in Jesus' name. And I command your dog to be made whole in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Any animal that you have right now. I command sickness to leave your animal right now in Jesus' name. And I command and I speak life to your animal right now, to your precious, precious love right now. Your fur baby is what's coming to me in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You know, we have an outdoor cat and we call him Fred because he's, we, well, we were calling him Big Red, but now we just call him Fred. <laughs> Mike made that up. So anyway, he came a few weeks ago. He was, that, this cat was like the picture of life. Like before he had such a beautiful coat and he was just like all proud and rah, like just king of the jungle, if you will. And he showed up a few weeks ago and he definitely had had a fight of some sort and his ear I mean, he like had a hole, it seemed like it right in his head. And he was, it was really bad. And he started losing weight. He didn't look good. And he had like no appetite. And he, you know, I put food in front of him and he was just like, mm. and you know, so I literally, I just pointed at him and I said, right now, I said, Fred, big red. I said, you, <laughs> I just pointed at him in the name of Jesus right now. I said, I curse the spirit of infirmity, any sickness, you know, because if a bite or whatever, he might've had some kind of, whatever it was. I said, you get out now. And I said, and I command every cell of your body to be made whole right now. I said, I command that whole thing be healed and made whole. And I, come, I told him, whatever you see wrong, speak to it. You have authority, right? You have dominion and authority right? God gave Adam dominion over all the animals, whatever he named them, they were. We have that same authority and dominion, right? So I said, in the name of Jesus, I said, I, and, and whatever you see wrong, speak to it. And I said, and I command your appetite to come back and for you to be made healthy and strong and perfect right now in Jesus name. It took a few days. It took a few days. You should see him now. And I think it's mating season. Oh my goodness. No, it is. Because anyway, <laughs> I saw him woo, like yesterday and I was like, oh no, we might, we might be having some more kitties coming soon. But regardless, he is well again. He's starting to gain a little weight and he looks a lot better. And that thing, that, that scab, you know, is, is just healing up nicely. And um, cause I, you know what? I didn't expect it to be any other way. There was no, well, I wonder, nope, no, <laughs> no other option. Remember the key to unwavering faith is you consider not any other option, period, period, whatever it is. So remember you repent, you command, you use your authority, and then you fill that place. Okay. So 
that concludes tonight's um, uh, Come and Be Healed session. And you know, this is really all about victorious living. And if this has been a blessing to you, make sure you like the Facebook page. And um, I'm, I'm sure I'll put part of this on YouTube as well. Um, so just make sure that you share this with others if this has been a blessing to you. I know it has. The Word of God is always a blessing. I want to thank you for joining me tonight. Share this out. Let others know what's available to them too. And I will see you again really soon. I love you. I bless you in Jesus' name. And I'll see you next time. All right. God bless you.